episode number 10 of the Radio NA Podcast for NerdAppropriate.com. Happy New Year! Yeah, if Happy you're New listening Year. This, this will be out on Tuesday. Yeah. Which is crazy. 2011. 2011. I, ne- I never thought I would One make year far. before um, the world ends. Yes. But you know what's okay? Mass Effect 3 will be out before the world ends. <laughs> so as long as... It, you Star know, Wars Old Republic questionable. Yeah. But yeah. Mass Effect... As long as I get my Bioware fix in 2011, I will be just fine. Now, now why exactly do they say the world is going to end? Is, I mean... Because Sarah Palin's going to become president. No. I feel like, I feel like it was just a... a <clears throat> An intelligently designed calendar, you know, they were just like, this calendar goes all the way until 2012. <laughs> and then someone was like, what if it needs to go longer than that? And he's like, it doesn't matter, we're not going to be around. You Are know? you talk- Is this an old Mayan conversation yeah. you're talking about right yeah. now? Like, what was like what was the, the designer's choice, you know, when they were putting this calendar together? Uh, Ash? It's a really popular question that my students ask all the time, mm-hmm. because they, they're really excited about the apocalypse for yeah. some strange reason. <laughs> Um, and what I always tell them is that the Mayans just kind of got tired and then they died. <laughs> okay. So they, they couldn't they got make tired, any more. Then they yeah, died. they couldn't make any more calendars. So. I don't even understand how it ends in twenty. Is there like is it like a mathematical equation as to why it ends in twenty twelve? Yeah. Or do they literally only make a calendar until twenty twelve? And then no, they're it's like, like I'm a, tired of this shit. It's like yeah. a prophecy that kind of foretells the end of everything, and then they just stopped their calendar, like you know, foreseeing the future and things like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's like. You know, ancient, ancient so it's prophecies. Like, somewhat like how computers could not actually turn to the year 2000. Yes. And no one thought they were going to work. And Who else was really excited about the Y2K bug? Uh, the, the <laughs> I actually cre- heard that. The creators that, of South Park? I, I actually know. heard that, that shit had a really good chance of going haywire. It's just that people did a lot of hard work to make sure that it didn't go haywire. Right. So the things could have gone horribly wrong. If the, if like the Y2K bug had somehow gone unnoticed and actually happened, that uh, that things could have gone to hell. So maybe if the Mayans weren't so lazy. Oh, we oh sorry. Let me turn those on. Yeah. So I I um I remember sitting around uh, my apartment when Y two K happened, and I was actually incredibly excited uh, for the Y two K bug to hit, just because I kind of I don't know. I guess I'm a weird guy because I've always kind of wanted. <laughs> Pandemonium. You were in your like, panic room it, with like cans of yeah. like beans, <laughs> like ready to. No, I, I was totally the asshole that after nine eleven happened, I went to the grocery store and bought canned stuff and put them in my bomb shelter. <laughs> you did have I, a bomb? Did I you did, have it back then? In I did. Yeah, I did. I had a bomb shelter and I went and bought cans of stuff and I put cans of stuff in the bomb shelter and they are still there, and they are absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Haley posted some Why terrific. the World's Gonna End in 2012 Good. Wikipedia article. Good. Thanks, Haley. <clears throat> uh, yeah, also, I don't think we ever announced, or maybe we did and I forgot, but uh, Haley, who was on the show, was the one who won our Spike VGA yay. award. Hooray! She gets all sorts of uh, fun stuff, which we haven't really figured Well, some of it we figured out, others we're still in the process of figuring out. And I guess, um, since she's... She has to come here to get it, though, so we can all awkwardly stare at her and talk about girls and gaming again. Yes, right? yes. That's the thing we have to go talk about, girls and gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Always a joy. I like how that ended. <laughs> that, was ni- that was like a nice non-ending to your yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, 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 guys, yeah, yeah. I noticed we just let a lot of things kind of float out there sometimes, like in the... Like poop. Yeah. You let poo flow out there? Yeah. Alright. Just let it hang That's something. Speaking of poo, um, 
a lot of people in our family got food poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, this holiday season <laughs> or Christmas. Good yeah, Lord, what month are we in? It was uh, pretty remarkable. We're pretty sure we know why too. And I'm just going to go on record and say it's because my mother-in-law gave. Uh, raw, t- raw turkey to everyone in the family. Wow. <laughs> and I was the only one with the gumption to say, I'm not eating that. Because yeah, M- Melissa and I didn't go. We were at my parents' yeah. for the weekend. And you guys all went to our wives' parents. Yeah. And they ate raw turkey. So yeah. You were able one to, by one, knocked you, out. You were able to identify the turkey as raw ahead of time? Yeah. She well, did, didn't she? She was like, oh, it's a little undercooked. Don't eat the middle part. Well, yeah. And it only been cooked for a, a couple hours. So you're like, I'm not eating anything. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was like, I'm not touching it. And she's like, the top is fine. The top is fine. And I'm, I'm purposely not doing my Asian accent yeah. that I normally do when I talk about my mother-in-law because I could probably um, lose my job for talking like that. But, um, so, so she, she gives everyone this raw turkey and, and the girls just gobbled it up. No contenders, <laughs> and they ate so much raw turkey. It was amazing. And then for the next couple of days, well, it's like, not like they were literally eating raw turkey. It's just that the turkey wasn't fully cooked towards the bone. I could tell, man. I could yeah, tell. Yeah, but and it was like it wasn't like pink. Like, yeah, they weren't like, making a oh, pink okay, turkey breast okay. like them, savagely, yeah. like, yeah, it's like <laughs> an unplucked turkey yeah. carcass, and they're just like <laughs> gnawing at it like zombies. No, it was cooked, but not cooked enough. And um. Yeah, it, it, it was a, a sad scene. So the the three of them got yeah. deathly ill, and my wife was uber sick um, with food poisoning. But she, still helped us move. Showed up. At the, well, actually, that's when it started. Yeah, she got sick while helping you move. Which segues beautifully Segway. into what we're going to Why we're next. here. Yeah. Why, in this are, room. why yeah. are we in this room? We were today. all amped, and you haven't told us yet. We were supposed to be in our <laughs> new podcast room, and here we are in what I love to call the lodge, which is my little... So sex den. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we the only ones in here ever though? Well normally it's my sex den with myself. Oh, yeah, oh, oh that kind of sex you know den. Solo about. you like the solo. Solo the sex den. I got it. Uh, no, no. So my wife as we said last time, my wife and I got a new house. Uh, it's awesome house down in if anybody knows Orlando, it's down in College Park. Okay. Area. Um, I love it there. And the house uh, is older, as I'm discovering slowly as time goes on. Always with surprises in the older houses. Yeah, uh, the walls are like solid plaster slash cement, so screwing into them requires like a masonry bit and then like tapcon screws to get anything inside of the wall. Mm. Um, so that was like the first struggle. But it was going pretty smoothly. Like yesterday, we were getting a ton of shit done and getting everything kind of set up, and the office was coming along really, or my, like the podcast room was coming along really nicely. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think we're going to be totally fine to do the podcast tomorrow. It's cool. We went to dinner. Ash and I went with Melissa and, and Chrissy. We went to dinner. And I was saying at dinner, like, everything's going awesome. This is awesome. Like, we're going to be totally good. Mm-hmm. So that night, we had gone by the old house and picked up uh, the living room fan that we had because mm-hmm. we were keeping it we got that and then like all the music stuff and some other things and we went back to the house to the new house and I was like alright I'm gonna get this fan up in the living room so that we can move the light to the office and then I can put the light up because I got like a lighting kit for the fan yeah. in the office put the light up in the fan in the office and like I'm a pretty handy guy uh, you know I did a lot at the house the last house we were in I, I sure. did a lot of fixes and a lot of different things hanging a fan is like 
Jeez, we, we disturbed the gods back in that closet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally thought an avalanche was about to come out on me. It might. It might. This is how my long boxes are disturbed because if those suckers come jumping out of there, we may all die. <laughs> Sorry, we. I messed with the closet to get the camera set up earlier, and shit is still settling in there somehow. Uh, anyways, pause for editing. <laughs> so, uh, so I go home. And I start to, like, undo the fan in the living room. I grab the screwdrivers and I go look at it. I cut the power. First step I have to figure out is how, where the breakers are for yeah, different the rooms. Box, right? This house... You have one breaker box or, like, ten? We have one breaker box because yeah. we were told that the electric- electricity was redone mm-hmm. completely. So we got to the breaker box and I'm like, Melissa, you know, like, let me know what gets turned off as I'm going room by room. So I'm, like, clicking things on and off. She's like, that's this room, that's this room... And as we're doing them, we're starting to find out that one breaker is linked to, like, multiple rooms in the house, but with no <laughs> logical order as to where the breakers go in that house. Mm-hmm. So, like, I clicked one breaker off, and the fan went off in the living room, but nothing else did in the living room. Oh. And then the master bedroom, the bathroom, and the, the guest bedroom all went out. And I was like, why is the fan hooked? Like, wow. where is this running right now? Yeah. And then, like, another one turned off the podcast room and, like, half the kitchen and all of the living room outlets, but not the fan in the living room. It was, like, these weird concoctions of, of breakers, so they're all, mm. all over the place. So I get the right one off. I go back in the living room. I start to undo the fan. It's, like, a fan from, like, the 80s. It's old. And the screws that you have to get to are, like, a, on top of the fan. There's mm. about this much room. To unscrew them? To mm. unscrew them. And they're flatheads on top of that, so it's, like, near impossible to get a screwdriver up in there. I'm starting to, like, get mad and frustrated. I finally get this, this fan thing undone, and then the wiring's all fucked up, and then I have to unscrew the whole thing because it's the old-style, like, hook fan that, like, hooked on there. I had to take the whole fucking casing down and, like, put a new one up mm-hmm. to get our current fan up there. And then our current fan went up, and I couldn't screw the the thing that covers the wires. I couldn't screw in because it's solid plaster ceiling, and ah. there's nowhere to screw it into. It just was like one fucking nightmare after another. The fan ended up going from what normally would take me probably like 30 minutes. That fan took me almost three hours oh, I hate that. to get it up at the end of the That's night. Awful. And I was like mad and angry, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything else tonight. And I just played Portal, which we're going to talk about. I played Portal for the rest of the night. So I get up today, and I'm like refreshed, slept in because I played Portal till like 3 in the morning. So slept in, got up, I'm like, all right, good to go. I'm going to get the office fan done. <laughs> now, what I haven't said about the office fan is I already tried to get the the cap off. Yeah. Uh, and one of the screws is stripped entirely. Oh, good. So it's not coming out. So I had to go get like a thing to get the screw off, which is fine. So I go get that. It doesn't work. I go get a different one. It doesn't work. So then I'm... <laughs> I'm taking a screwdriver, I mean a drill, and I'm just drilling straight, I'm just decimating the screw at this point, because there's no other way to get it off at all. So I'm like drilling up into this like metal casing with wires and stuff with my thing, I mean it's powered off, but I'm doing that. I like rip the the thing off and the screw head just pops off of it, I pull that out, pull out the wiring, and then it was probably another three hours of figuring out why this wiring is not working with the lighting kit. I tried, like I tried, like, different things. None of them would work. I couldn't get the light to turn on. 
finally, pretty much what we decided is I have to pull down all of the fans in the house and see how they were wired in the first place to see if the lighting kit's even hooked up for it. Mm. And then I have to redo all of that or buy new fans. Oh, God. Like, and I've been trying to, like, hang things on the wall, which is not, like, nail something in, hang it on the wall. It's, like, drill a pre-hole, put a screw in it, do this, attach that, and it's, like, everything's taking ten times longer than it should just to do the basic stuff. Yep. And oh, so, houses, needless man. to say, the room's pitch black right now. Like, we, there's, we couldn't go in it. Like, there's no way. So oh, the room's yeah, pitch no black. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's still some office stuff out. And I just, like, I finally called Ashton. I was like, I, we can't. Like, this yeah. is, it's just not going to work. We Maybe can't. next week? It should be next week. I mean, I'll punch myself if the house isn't done by next week. <laughs> Shit happens, man. So, well, old houses, they're awesome. They're, like, they're cool as far as like character goes, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a cool old house, mm-hmm. but good lord, doing anything inside of it makes it's me constant want to work. shoot myself. It really is constant work. When we first moved into this house, it was this house was built in '57, and ours the, is '43. Really, yeah. that none of the outlets had grounds. There was no ground. Yeah, and like oh, wow. there was no ground for the whole house. So for those that don't know, that means every plug in the house only had two prongs. Well, and also prong. you're a mad major like electrical I, hazard. Ah, yes. <laughs> I have a billion things plugged in pretty much all the time. So it was a uh, yeah, it was a, a a big big deal. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Houses. you got moved. Yeah, I mean we're all, thank you guys were the ones who got me moved. So yeah, it was, it was good. nerd solidarity. We got. I fell under a washing machine. That was that, fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember that. I ran down a truck ramp with a washing machine on a... Terrifying. I, it was like one of those situations. He was bringing the the washing machine down the ramp on the back of a U-Haul. Which washing machines are like 200 pounds. Yeah, it, it's like pretty pretty heavy. And it was on a dolly, and we all kind of like lost control over after it, went after, after it went over the lip. And it seriously rolled at full speed down the ramp. Had a lot I, of just, I just ran with it. Yeah. I just ran down the ramp holding the dolly and then like got off and then walked as if nothing happened the rest of the way to the garage. Your only two options were to get run over yeah. or to leap out of the way and let it crash. die. Yeah. Let crash to the ground. Or, well, I had three options. Yeah, and I ran with option. it. Yes. <laughs> I probably would have left out of the way. Either that or you were running from it. Something like that. I think it was just like, it was like, because I don't remember thinking anything. It's yeah. not like my brain was like, okay, let's go ahead and run with this so we can make it down the ramp. I just think my brain was like, you're about to get killed. Yeah. And, and I just ran in the opposite yeah. direction holding the dolly. It's good. So It was good. very fast how you did that. I'm, I'm a fast guy. Fast thinking. On the toes. So, so yeah, you guys want to get into it? Yeah, let's let's dive into it. That was a nice intro to what we've been up to. Lots yeah. of sweaty goodness. We've moved. Yes. You guys um, have moved me. So number one in our news was an article written by Patton Oswalt, which I think a lot of you guys have probably stumbled across because it's been reposted all over the place. If you haven't, Matt's going to give you a rundown of pretty much what the article's about. <laughs> I mean, the short of it is, is essentially he wrote an article about growing up as a, a nerd, quote-unquote, about yeah. whatever he was nerdily into. And, you know, he talked about how his friends were into music and some were into movies and comic books and books and whatever it might have been, D&D, whatnot. Um, and he talked about how nerd culture now is essentially so overblown and so everything that it's not really nerd culture anymore. It's just accessible information. Everything's pop culture, essentially, is what mm-hmm. he's saying. And that even if you wanted to be a nerd about something, which would be like knowing, you know, the most minute details about a certain topic, um, it 
it doesn't really matter anymore because there's no challenge to it. It's kind of what his point seemed like, you know, that the challenge is taken away by this idea that everything is everywhere and you can get access to anything instantaneously. And if you wanted to be a Doctor Who nerd, you could literally hop on Netflix and watch, you know, 10 years of Doctor Who mm. and you can jump on Wikipedia and read about every actor that's ever been in it and what the background mm. is and what this is and what that is and debunk it on a different site. And, you know, like that was kind of his point. And he was saying that essentially for, for nerd culture to exist or nerds to... to to uh, progress we have to like embrace this everything is everywhere until it explodes and then nothing is anywhere and it goes back to being kind of this you know you're nerdily into your nerdy thing that sounds very confusing well it's not so it was much written, as... I mean he honestly is a phenomenal writer yeah, he's, like, he's written really well it's a really funny article and definitely go go look it up if you guys haven't find read it because it, it is it is really interesting but I think the, the whole gist of the article was just that um to be a real nerd, you had to kind of be an old school nerd where you had to work for it. It was like almost like something that you had to, it was a challenge you had to overcome. Like, And you were, back in the old days, and I think we've even talked about this on the podcast and on the site, um, you were kind of frowned upon and like looked down, you know, people looked down at you because you were, because uh, you were different and you liked things that weren't mainstream and you were kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, like when you guys were in high school and you would play Vampire the Masquerade. You probably didn't care, but a lot of people probably thought you were you were goofy. And now it's like, as a teacher, you see kids that are you know on the football team that talk about playing Pokemon all day, and yeah. it's just like it's a completely different universe. Like, you know, where people you would never expect are into games and and card games and and nerdy movies, and it's just it's a it is it has become incredibly mainstream. But I don't think that deludes it at all. I don't think it makes, you know, people any less nerdy than they used to be. Well, I think one of his points was that, you know, the reason uh good things exist is because people um like push boundaries because they want more. Because they're like, oh, you know, screw this pop culture, Taylor Swift and all that, I'm gonna go be Fugazi, you know, which was yeah. I just mixed two time periods that make no sense together yeah. whatsoever. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, Fugazi. Yeah, but, like, essentially, he's saying that art is created through challenge and, and like, mm-hmm. you know... But to me, it's like, there will always be that kid in the garage making music. There will always be that nerdy kid who's socially outcast and drawing pictures and becomes an amazing comic artist. Mm-hmm. There will always be, like... There will just always be that, that person who doesn't fit the norms and pushes boundaries on something else somewhere, you know, whether it's music or art or mm-hmm. writing. Um, it's hard for me to see that just because just because the internet exists. I mean, to me, I feel like the, it, the internet to me makes it easier for people to get together and talk about their nerdy stuff, which he talks about. He's like, well, before you would be an outcast, and now you can go find 5,000 friends online, and, and you know, yeah. you're no longer an outcast, essentially. But I don't know why that's bad. Why do you have to be an outcast to be a nerd? Like, Yeah, I think it's because like being a nerd used to be like this derogatory thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it used to be uh, like a very negative, you know, stigma attached to being nerdy. And now it's like, you know, when you look at the example of Comic-Con, everybody, like, everybody wants to go. Either, you mean, like, like yeah. you said the other week, like, you know, true blood people aren't exactly nerds, but they're going to go to right. Comic-Con and maybe be exposed to things they wouldn't sure. normally be exposed to. But they're going to act like nerds, you know what I mean? They're going to yeah. wait in line for things and, you know, yeah. freak out and follow people around from the show or whatever. I agree. And if you don't like what's on the internet, you could always choose to ignore it, too, you know? Right. I mean, you know, obviously the article is is 
tongue-in-cheek as well a lot of the ways through it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like he's bashing nerds throughout the entire yeah, article it but there is a there is a bit of angry old nerd like there is a bit of like these were the way things were in my day i had to grow up reading lord of the rings i didn't get three movies that i could watch that everybody would love you know like, sure i had to grow up D D was satanic for a while when i was a kid now it's like in you know in the mall you can go yeah. play it anywhere and stuff like that but yeah but i mean but at least you can be a part of it now yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It was a weird. I think it's weird how much traction the article got. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's odd that. I think it's just based on his. It shows how huge Pat Oswald is, which. Yeah. You know. Yes, I mean, you know, he, he does everything now. Stand up. He writes for a lot of things. Yeah. He, he guest stars in like every nerdy show known to man. Well, but I mean, he also was in King of Queens and like yeah, you know yeah. I mean the dude. You know. Ratatouille. Yeah, like. Oh, all right, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He he's uh, I don't. Know, it, it was an interesting article. I definitely encourage everybody to go read it. You know, I, I don't know that we're totally doing a reaction piece to it. A lot of people wrote reactions from like Gawker to to some other blogs and things. I just I just thought it was interesting that, that his idea that this this world of everything is everywhere has to explode before you can you know progress. I mm-hmm. think is is just not. I don't totally agree with it. You know. No, I totally. I, I'm totally with you. I just I thought it was interesting just because there's always going to be the, the people that hold their their nerdiness so dear to them and mm-hmm. they don't want to share that with anyone and they yeah. feel like it's something that needs to be guarded you know and I don't I, I would much rather it be like it is now and and get respect for like you know from people for the things that I enjoy which is cool or even just bring other friends into that circle yeah you know or, you know something they wouldn't do before you could get new people to play D and D or yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I can like he talks about he talks about how he was young enough that Watchmen was coming out like mm-hmm. in series when he right. was reading comic, which he still does. But when he was collecting comics as a kid or teenager or something, and he talks about like, well, back then you had to wait to see what was going to happen, and then you had to kind of like reread things to you know like he kind of talks about how the idea that time was a is a much greater asset back then than it is now because now everything's so instant that mm-hmm. like if if I don't understand the ending to a TV show I can hop online look it up and then find out what I missed you know what I mean yeah. like where to him it was like you had to rewind the VHS and rewatch it you had to reread sure. Watchmen to figure out you know what the hell was in Rorschach's journal is what he was talking about mm-hmm. like I, to me I'm like yeah that's true everything everything is everywhere in that sense but at the same time I just discovered the Green Lantern series where I read through all those I could have hopped online, but that kind of took the joy out of it. So I'm saying I went back and I read it. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. The next thing we're going to do in our news segment is uh, something we titled Ketchup Time. And that is not the condiment. No. Although that would be delicious. And I kind of want to go get something to eat after this (laughs) now that I mentioned ketchup. It's just a new segment where we just pound bottles of ketchup. Yes. It's going to be awesome. You're going to get drunk on lycopene. Yeah. Delicious. Let's see. A couple of, I think it was maybe a week or two ago, uh, we posted an article about uh, the holidays being a good time to catch up on things. Yeah. Um, Because typically you'll have a week or two off of work or school. And a lot can, of people don't, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of people don't. We're lucky to have careers where we do get a little bit of a little bit of yeah, breather, a little bit of downtime. So, I mean, even if you're just like sitting at home on Christmas Day, you know, you yeah. just want to do something. Uh, so we just, I, I, I wrote a couple of things. You know, what I want to get done over the break, and uh, I thought this would be a good time to talk about what you guys have been reading, playing, 
catching up on? Maybe like things that you're getting into for the first time that weren't that you just didn't catch the first time around. Yeah. Or, uh, Matt, I moved. <laughs> no. uh, I mean that took Poor that's taking a lot of the time. Water. But as I said last night, I. I almost threw a fan out of a window to, and I got was I was mad and I like once I got it up the joke the joke of the night Melissa said that I was struggling with the fan and I got <laughs> mad at her and I was like I'm conquering this fucker I'm not struggling with it and like when I conquered it I was like I conquered the fan I'm playing video games and I sat down on the couch and I fired up Portal. I played a ton of Portal. I literally played from, I think, 10 till 3 in the morning. And you've never played Portal never before? Never played it before. I got it for the Mac and never played through it when it came out on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, when I bought Half-Life, uh, I didn't get the orange box. I bought it in series on Steam and played it through okay. like Half-Life 1 and 2 and Episode 3, 9, 7. And um, it's fun. It's really fun. Like Stubbles I mean, up, right? Yeah. Totally addictive. It's like they put crack in it or something. Because I'm playing, like, could not stop playing. I was exhausted. I'm like, at the end of it, I was doing the, like, in the couch thing like this and, like, eyes closing as I'm, like, running around. Then I'd be like, where the fuck am I? Where am I right now? I don't yeah. know where I am in this building. Uh, but I got through all the puzzles. I'm in, like, the warehouse now. I've been in the warehouse for, like, an hour running around while she taunts me and yeah. tells me I keep taking the yeah. wrong turn. And you're learning I'm, about cake. Yeah, I'm learning about cake. I always get so excited when students write the cake as a lie on their papers. Do they do that? They do it randomly all the time. Because, you know, kids are trying to be funny cool or funny or yeah. hip or whatever, and all of a sudden you'll get this, like, you know, little goth kid. It's like, cake is a lie. And, I'm just and you're like, like, I know what that means. I know what that means, and they're, like, totally blown away. Yeah. yeah that's great. So that, uh, played Comic Jumper, um, finally got into it. I had never actually gotten into the game. I didn't even realize I was, like, playing it. I was playing the beginning over and over again, never actually... Because I kept dying, and then I'd turn it off, and then when I... Because it's hard. It's a platformer, oh. it's like Mega Man. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's fucking hard. It's not yeah. an easy platformer. You didn't actually make it to the game. As, yeah, like, as you, life... like, if you play 30 minutes through and you don't die, like, then you start the game. And a lot you're of like, games are typically oh, like I'm now. in the game. I get it. Yeah. So, like, when I started the game, started playing through, um, it's a lot of fun. It, but it is a really... Like, you were saying, you don't know, like platformers? Like, this is not the game. It is... Actually, not Mega Man. I would say Contra. Or oh. Contra mixed with Mega Man, like yeah. side scrolling, sh- tons of shooting, just like endless bullets, you know, that you're just firing. Yeah. And, That's cool. But a really, really awesome sense of humor to it. Um, very weird, like, there's a part, like, when you get to the beginning of the game, when you play through it, it goes live action all of a sudden. And it's <laughs> like in a comic shop, and there's like people, like, the game developers are all like different actors in, the, cool. in the game. And so it was cool. Um,. I haven't really been reading anything, and TV-wise, we're going to talk about later, so... Okay. Good deal. Me? Ash, are you on your 13th playthrough of Mass Effect? Oh, man. I I have really... I got really lucky, because we got a second 360, and my wife's been playing a lot, so that means I get to play a lot, too, because she can't complain about me playing if she's playing. So I have had sure. more time to play this, this break than, I think, in my life. So I, I finished Arkham Asylum... Um, oh, cool! Which was which was good. It was yeah. really good. Um, the end couple bosses were pretty challenging. Yeah. I, I had a, a poison ivy, and then I didn't have. A, I killed Joker first try, but poison ivy um, was a pain in the ass. There was a lot of timing, like learning the boss timing and everything that I, that I hate so much. Uh, but Arkham was good, and I can understand why people are excited for the next one. Is there a strange sound coming from the other room? Um, 
What else did I do? <laughs> I, I think uh, I know what it is, but... <laughs> I, I, I picked up uh, Battlefield Vietnam. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, after I beat Arkham, I kind of listened to Scott's advice, and I was like, you know what, I need to, I need to really enjoy this break, and I need to play a bunch of old crap that I really wanted to. And uh, I got lucky right after Christmas. Um, GameStop was doing one of their buy two get one free used yeah used yep. deals and they and then you have discount on the the power plus card thing so you get a little bit more off with that so I got so many games I picked up um, the gears games for my wife because um, I'm forcing her to play them and um, awesome I picked up um, let's see deadly premonition what is that deadly premonition is an RPG. Um, you did pick it up? I did pick it up. Oh, wow. I did is it, pick isn't it up. that cheap, the game that was really cheap when it came out? Uh, I think it might have been. It's it's like... Oh, go ahead, Ash. Yeah, but it, it's a crazy, crazy Japanese RPG. It's like a... Not your typical Japanese RPG. It's more of like an adventure game mm-hmm. that you're trying to solve a murder. And everyone kind of likens it to Twin Peaks. Okay. Um a lot of people say that it has the best story in years in a game, and the problem is it has the absolute worst gameplay, like, in the history of <laughs> fucking games. So I, I'm thinking, like, okay, I'll I'll just struggle through this, and I got maybe an hour into it, and they were not kidding. The gameplay is atrocious. Now, is the game difficult, or is it just terrible? Or both? It, it's, dude, it is... I can't even I can't even explain how, but, how bad the game is. But you're you're a huge uh, Twin Peaks fan. I am. Is yeah. it paying off in that way? Because that's what I hear. Everyone says massively influenced by Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like it starts. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. The first five minutes. It starts off with a, a grisly murder. There's someone that's basically crucified, and these little children witness the crucifixion of this person and the person's all like gutted and eviscerated and right. it's disgusting and then you play a, uh, like an, an FBI agent who's going in to investigate in this strange small town and um, just like Agent Cooper would talk to Diane on his dictaphone well this agent instead of talking to the dictaphone he talks to himself By the all way, the time I giggle when people say dictaphone <laughs> Dic- dictaphone yeah he talks to himself because it, it appears that he may be schizophrenic so he talks to his other personality and he, like, smokes cigarettes and pops pills, and he's crazy. So it's really cool, and I want to give it a shot. But at the time, I was like, I can't do this. So I put it down, mm-hmm. and um, I had also picked up Bayonetta, and I picked up... I can't remember what else I picked up, but... Um, oh, Bionic Commando. I don't want to talk about it, but... Oh, the... The, <laughs> the 360, the, the full th- version? The full version. Okay. For $8, I got Oh, that's... Commando. For $8, that's a phenomenal game. Is it? For $8? Yeah, for $8, it's great. Okay, okay, good. Full retail, that was... That would have been a, a tremendous nightmare. mistake, yeah. But yeah, I picked up Bayonetta, and um, I wrote an article sort of about Platinum Games and how I feel, feel about Platinum Games, and you can check the article out on the site. But uh, I was really impressed with Bayonetta, and it's definitely not for everyone. Did you finish like, it? I did. I finished okay. it. Um, Short game? No. Okay. It was like almost 20 hours. Okay, cool. And 20 hours for an action game is a lot. Yeah, that's it's pretty a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, um, it really tested my limits, my my video game endurance. So Meaning that some of the fights were so incredibly challenging, I didn't know if I could actually do it. 
Right. And that just made me want to try and try again. Because when you die, it puts a little X next to the continue screen, like how many times you died. Oh. And there oh, are some boss wow. fights that are like, like all the way across are like X's. You're like, fuck, this wow. boss is just kicking my ass. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but it's great <clears throat> though. It has the, the precision of like a Capcom fighting game in terms of like your technique, like moves you can pull off and things like that. Uh, visually gorgeous. The story is really different. Mm-hmm. Um, strange. Like, you know, very, very Japanese. Very, very off the wall and metaphysical and weird. But um, the character of Bayonetta was very, very likable. Um, the, the ads kind of paint her to be this, like, overly sexual you know, mm-hmm. character. Type. Yeah. But she's really not. I mean, she's, like, totally... She's, you know, dresses like a crazy witch and things like that, but I don't really think it was an overly sexual game unless you're turned on by, like, cartoon, you know, nudity. Sure. Some people, I guess, are. Totally am. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, if you can pick Bayonetta up for, like, $15, $20, I think I got it for $16, $17, mm-hmm. definitely do it. I mean, just, just to... $15 new on Amazon right now. Is it? Yep. That's what I'm saying. It is such a well-made game. It is so polished and so well done. Um, it's totally worth it. And see, that's what's cool. It's like, like I, I think I said in an earlier podcast, if you can wait to play this year's games, you know, at the end of next year, they're going to be fifteen bucks. Yeah. So whatever falls through the cracks, that's what you play over the summer. That's what you play. Yeah, absolutely. Right now. Absolutely. Yeah, Bionic Commando, Deadly Premonition, all these games that were, you know. I How about uh, play, but... TV books? Anything else? Uh, TV over the break? books. I'm reading. Um, finishing up this. And then everyone's gonna laugh at me, but I I do read the Gears of War books, and this is Anvil Gate. This is the third book. It's by Karen Travis, and Karen Travis writes um, a lot of actual military books, and she writes um, the clo- not Clone Wars books, but the Republic Commando books. Um, she's actually a really really solid writer, and they kind of tasked her with writing Gears Three, mm-hmm. and so this is the third book that she's written in the Gears of War universe, and this ties Gears 2 and Gears 3 together. So I'm kind of finishing this one up, which I've had for a while. But it's also really solid. So that's all I've been doing. I've been gaming a lot. And also um, doing my fourth playthrough of Mass Effect 2 on Insanity. Terrific. And I'm almost done. (laughs) That's awesome. Wow. Uh, Let's see. I... I guess like Matt, I didn't really have a lot of time to do a lot of stuff because my Christmas break, in terms of visiting family and stuff, became very extended and and dragged out longer than I thought it was going to be. But that was fun. Um, But I sat down today and played uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for about six hours. And for whatever reason, like I'm really not trying to get 100% synchronization throughout the whole game, but I enjoy just playing the game. Dude. I had the same reaction that, that you're having right now, which is where I just started playing, and then like, because for as much as as like as much as the nitty gritty complaints I had, I just started playing, and then I was like, before I knew it, I'm like, I guess I'm hundred percenting, and I was like, yeah. I don't know why I am. I don't really care about hundred percenting, but no. like I just like running around the world and doing stuff, and like, right, it's just kind of fun to to do the stuff that is in the game, you know, like. Mm-hmm. In terms of just, you know, like, I'm going to climb something and get a flag just because I think it'll be cool to climb to the top of this mm-hmm. thing and then jump off with a parachute, you know. You just get into it and you have fun. So I've been playing a lot of that. Um, Steam, uh, like I mentioned on the website, has been having, you know, one of their holiday sales. 
Um, I picked up a couple of games. I picked up um, The Witcher, the first one. Um, I picked up some some like smaller like indie releases. I picked up a game called Bob Came in Pieces and another game called Shatter. And the only one that I, I played... Um, you know, like in any any capacity, was Shatter. And what Shatter is, it's actually kind of cool. Shatter is um, like the old breakout games where you have the paddle and you got to yeah. bounce the ball against the you know the bricks or whatever. But um, what makes this game different is that you have the ability to um, sort of like push or pull the like ball towards you. So you can kind of influence the direction like gravity essentially yeah you can kind of influence like the direction of the ball while it's in flight so you're not just bouncing it and waiting for it to come back huh so like the gravity changes you know because of what you do and because of what some of the elements in the game do while you're playing um, there's also like a shield ability like things like the bricks sometimes will come at your paddle and you have to sort of deflect them or shield away and um, it's actually a lot of fun i played through the story mode and um I didn't. I mean, it wasn't something I intended to play, but it was part of a contest they were having. And right. For like two bucks, it was like a blast. And uh, you know, like the only thing that I thought was kind of funny is that you know, like most of these kind of like smaller indie games, everything was neon colored with like techno music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pumping in the background. But you know, you kind of expect that when you come when you see some indie games. So you you, <clears throat> you just you just kind of go with it, you know. I love the the speaking of pumping pumping techno beats. I love, love, love the I made a game with zombies in it soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sounds Matt, like bad smashing Matt pumpkins. It's so it, awful. It's so good. Ugh, it's so bad. So good. So bad. If you guys want an amazing, amazing. Was it a dollar, too, yeah, for the it's game? It's a dollar. It's a two stick shooter on Xbox Live Arcade. It's, it it's is, top down, too, right? Yeah, top down, two stick shooter called I Made a Game with Zombies in It. It is amazing, just for the music alone. <laughs> for the music, it's so bad. <laughs> it is so good. You guys were listening to it, I was like, what is this, like a Smashing Pumpkins reject song? And you're like, <laughs> it's not, it's good. And I'm like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, I think you're just jealous. I think you're just <laughs> jealous. jealous. Of, yeah. I think you're just jealous of the zombie game. So, right. Yeah, it seems like we've been doing a lot of stuff. It's not. It's been like insanely, insanely good to have this time off, just because mm-hmm. November, I think, for both my wife and I, it was a super stressful time, and it's nice to just we haven't done anything. I thought of something else too. I I watched season three of The Guild. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, on on Netflix. Um, was that the one with the stuntman, or was that season two? I th- season two, I think, was a stuntman. season two stuntman. Season three is when they introduced the other guild. Yeah, oh, when the yeah, rival guild, guild shows guild. up. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and that was kind of funny because, you know, like the you know, I don't really know like a lot about the guild, and I don't play sure. World of Warcraft, but yeah, I'm kind of like I can see the different types of you know the character archetypes mm-hmm. of each of the people on the show, mm-hmm. and I never really, I was like, okay, so they've got all the you know all the major players are down and then you see the evil guild where like people are cursing constantly and just like oh, yeah. total d-bags and i was like oh yeah those yeah. those people play those games yes too. and that that's the beautiful thing about the guild is it do, it captures archetypes so well and it's so accurate like clara who's like you know the heavier set mom yeah. and like locks the kids in like the little cage like those people were in my guild like 
just such bad parents. You can just hear the kids screaming in the yeah. background. And they're just like, shut up! Yeah, shut up, I'm raiding! You're like, <laughs> the kid is fucking dying. <laughs> yeah. And you are telling it to shut up so you can get virtual items. It's amazing, so... Yeah, I, I don't even really remember in the first two seasons any swearing being in the guild, and then they introduce like the other, yeah, you know, like the mm-hmm. the rival, it's the same fox, the rival fox. guild, yeah. yeah. And they're just like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" Dude, you know, like, wait till you watch season four. Some of the stuff that happens is just ridiculous. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. So I watched that and Xbox Live. Pretty stoked. Because they don't that that rival guild doesn't show up to like the last few shows, right? No, that's that's that they or is that season they, two? They when they show the up at the very end of season two. No, in season three, like they're introduced in the first episode because they're waiting outside a GameStop to pick up the expansion. Right, 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 right. And that's I how, think the last episode of season two is the beginning of season oh, three, okay. and then they redo it to go I to see. season three. I see. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's all about them, and then they like defeat them, right? They, the yeah, it's like a showdown, three. like at the end. Of the season yeah. four is phenomenal. Then you, yeah. you got like like. Yeah, it really hit its stride, I think, during that, that point. So, unfortunately, that's about all the time that I've had to do stuff. But hey, still watching it's, BSG as well. It's a busy time of year. Can't go wrong with BSG. So, yeah. uh, so next up, there is a new comic coming out. We were required by law to talk about Mass Effect 2, or Mass Effect. Sorry, man. Um, no, it's okay, because I actually wanted to talk about this. Uh, Mass Effect Evolution is the colon name okay. of the comic book. Uh, and this one is about the Elusive Man. Uh, it is a prequel set many years before uh, he ever shows up in the Mass Effect world. I think you're going to get your first contact war. But all about... Uh, possibly. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Um, possibly, but it's all about this is man we know as the Elusive Man. Awesome. Is there a vampire on chat roulette right now? I think there is, yeah. Yeah, we we always... Um, Sorry, I called you a vampire. I didn't mean it. When we do this, sometimes we have chat roulette. You're in black and white. what random stuff. Last week we had a guy... Uh, with like strange striped face paint that watched us for like a half yeah, an hour. Yeah, he sat in the show. He was like a juggalo, now. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 He was like, yeah, he was a juggalo. And this week we have that looked like oh, I don't even know. There's such so scary. That might have been things. a chocolate starfish. Yeah, it could. Have been. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so cut for editing. The yeah. Elusive Man, a comic. Yes. You guys excited? I'm excited. I want to know. I am. Here's here's my problem though. I'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate here. I don't know how I feel about finding out about him in comic book form because that was one of the that was one of the most intriguing things I think about the second game is you had this character that was your that was your salvation and um, I'm being watched while I'm watching them. Yes, yeah, you have this character that is your salvation, but also you kind of know deep in your gut that he is a bad bad person, right? Mm. Um, and so you, you don't know anything about him. You don't know his name other than that he's called the Elusive Man. You know that he runs this this giant like organization called Cerberus that controls pretty much everything. But other than that, you know nothing. Okay, and you just know that he wants. He's basically like a white supremacist. He wants to keep, you know, humanity. Well, he he is. No, he is. Well, it's like a human supremacist. Human supremacist. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the equivalent. Yeah. The equivalent. True. Of, right. Human supremacist. So yeah. he. And so now they're coming out with this comic that supposedly tells his backstory and a lot about him. So I'm kind of like, do I really want to get it from a comic, or do I want to get it from the game? You know. What well, I, mean? I think they're essentially telling you you're not going to get it from the game. Sure. So if you would like this content, you will go pick up the comic book and read it. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> to me, yeah. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I'm. Yeah. I'm. Well, based on what I've read and what you said, I'm personally disappointed that there's not 
gaming content for for the first contact war. Yeah, I mean, why isn't there a first contact war? Like that seems like such a logical game they could be making and they just apparently are not. It's not of their interests. Who knows? Who knows what they have? But I don't know. I mean, this isn't a first contact war comic. This is just yeah, the elusive man comic. It yeah. might be set during the the first contact war, but it's not going to be the first contact war comic. The art's beautiful. The art's always good on their stuff, though. Yeah, the art's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about content um, in terms of like games and stuff being spread across other mediums, though? Uh, I kind of like it. You do? I mean, you read the Gears books. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually read the Mass Effect books. Yeah. I've read um, a few of those, too. And there's only two, I think. There's, there's a Three? third one, yeah. I read the first two. I but I mean, I mean when, when the world in which a game takes place is interesting, and you kind of want to just immerse yourself in it, it's just nice to have anything to look at. Yeah. Right. But in between games, or, you know, outside yeah. of games, or whatever, you know? I mean, like, um... Yeah, I, I, I see nothing wrong with it. I don't yeah. mind it. I, I like cross... Cross, uh... Medium, whatever. Yeah. Um... I think it fit. I think this world fits really well in books and comics, uh, and and as Scott will happily tell you, there's a lack of. Well, I don't want to say a lack. There are some out there, but there's not an overload of good sci-fi comic books. Um, they don't really exist. There's a lot of fantasy, a That's lot of like really capes and surprising. cows, a lot of really surprising. You know, human interest story kind of stuff, but there's not a lot of like uh, sci-fi shit. Yeah. So. No, I'm excited for it, and I'll, I'll probably pick it up. Um, the Liara Tasani comic that kind of bridged yeah. Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2, um, that was, well, actually, it kind of just bridges the destruction of the Normandy 2. Yeah. But um, it is, uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. And I, I just kind of, my feelings about this, I, I don't know if I love the idea of having to go to other sources to get the whole story. And, like, even though I read, like, the Gears books and I read the Dragon Age books, like, there was stuff, because I, I read the Dragon Age books and my wife's playing Dragon Age right now. There's stuff that I read in the books that it factors in so heavily to what's going on. And then, you know, it's kind of this big gap in the story that you require to go and, like, you know, spend X amount of hours reading this if you want to know the whole story. But, I mean, you know... I don't yeah. know. If you if you watch the Harry Potter movies and you don't read the books, you're going to miss out on a percentage of the true. story. Like, to me, it's like if they have to sacrifice some, if they if they can give you the story elsewhere, you know, and they have to sacrifice some uh, some of that time in a game and make you read a book, you know, like God forbid you read a book over, you know, playing the game or whatever. I don't yeah. Know, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I think, and I think they'll be well done. The, the other comics are actually well done that they did. You know, they're not bad yeah. at all. There's two other storylines I think they did through the comics. Well, this just, is their third. No, this is the first, second comic series for Mass Effect. I thought it was the third. And then there's. Three. I don't think this is a series. I think this is. Just well, I mean, a just like the book. four, you yeah. know, books or whatever. And then there's like the there's uh, three novels, I guess. Yeah. And the sweet iPhone game. And the sweet iPhone game. Fuck the iPhone, man. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a good game. Did you play it? Yeah, I played, yeah, it. I played it as well. We got booted from Chat Roulette again. P.S. I just want to say while we're, while we're taking a second, since we got booted from Chat Roulette, do you think people on Chat Roulette think we're doing a podcast solely on Chat Roulette? I, I think so. Like, they get to it and they're like, 
Are these guys only doing a podcast on chat roulette? That yeah. seems weird. For, for one person. Yeah, yeah. For, at a time. Yeah, yeah, like two minutes at a time, right? It's hilarious. And if you put it all together, you get a prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that ends our discussion on uh, the Mass Effect comic book. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't really know. The, does it have a release date? Uh, January, uh, January 2011 is all Something? I see. Cool. Yeah, so this month. According to the bio, comic book release dates are like hip hop record release dates. They're they're tentative at best when they release oh, them. Oh yeah, it's like this will come out on January third, tenth. Someone in the <laughs> someone in the Bioware forum says Mass Effect Evolution covers the first Contact War. It's a four part comic series about the elusive man oh, I it was coming a out on January nineteenth, I believe. Whoa! I thought it was a one off, so yeah. I'm I stand corrected. January series. Interesting. Um, so the next thing we had to talk about, <laughs> I affectionately, <laughs> Matt's shaking his head at me, I affectionately titled it, 12-Hour Sessions Kill Koreans. No, you titled it, 12-Hour Sessions Kill Koreans! <laughs> I did. I did put <laughs> Kill Koreans in all caps. And then I kind of said, what the hell, I have 12-Hour Sessions all the time, and I don't ever die. So what's the big difference? So <laughs> I wanted to ask... Here's the funny part. We're about to have the least... Uh, knowledgeable, <laughs> least well-informed conversation about why Koreans die when they play video games for 12 hours at a time. No, I have the article open right here. Well, that's good. Were we just going to read the article? No, no. I want to <laughs> discuss... No, I do, have, I do have some information I want to share. And it has to do with um, the internet cafes that Koreans and uh, Chinese frequent and the conditions in those internet cafes that lead to people dying frequently in Asia. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> it wasn't just like Koreans, they did. Are you gonna start are you gonna start a charity for Korean gamers? No, I just I'm I, I just find it fascinating because it's not a headline that we see very right. often here in the States. And you see it a lot that they'll play so much in, in Korea that normally it's StarCraft, but they will die from playing so much. Why do you think this is happening? Well, I mean, are the cause of deaths getting released here? I mean... It, is... It's generally... It's it's malnutrition and just like... Oh, okay. Yeah. And they have so many energy drinks that their hearts explode. <laughs> My first question is, why why do these people not play these games at home? Do they not have access to... All right. So... Is this a cultural... Who... who posted an article about Japan graphics. You did. I did. About sales numbers. I don't know if you saw my response, but I, I may have, yeah. you asked something about why do Japanese people like portable gaming? And there's there's a reason that I know that I've heard, at least in the past. Yeah. I'm not an Asian expert here. I'm not Trisha Takanawa reporting for yeah. Rated NA. Well, in your, in your semi-educated opinion, what, um, is, what is the problem? Houses in Asia, especially in... Uh, populated areas of Korea and China and Japan like it's hard for us to imagine the amount of people in these areas like New York is a massive city for us there's 8 million people inside of Manhattan right or something like that 8 million people inside of Manhattan is like half of what sits inside of Tokyo it's half of what sits inside of uh, you know Beijing there's there's a ton of people in a very tiny space Broadband is not what it should be. I mean, they actually have amazing broadband for the amount of people sucking off the line. Like, they've got great internet, but it's it's not what it should be, and it's crowded, it's packed, and homes are not, you know... They're not this. They don't come home to their three-bedroom with a 50-inch plasma sitting in the living room or, you know, LCD or whatever, and, like, full surround and just hanging out, like, lounging their tiny little apartments, and people leave. They get out, and 
Korea especially is not a rich country. It's yeah. very poor. Yeah. And they they uh, they go to these kind of shared internet centers so that they can play games because that's what they have access to. Yeah. Mm. And, and most of the families in Asia are what they call joint family, which means that everybody, aunts, uncles, grandparents, they all live under one roof and there may be, you know, one TV for everybody to share. So yeah. I think if, if you want to... If you want a game, you need a handheld system, you know, because or you go to the or you go to the, or you go to the cafe to play World where of Warcraft. you don't eat for several days and you pound caffeine and you fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I see these articles. Uh, Kotaku loves to post them because they're kind of scandalous. Their name is Kotaku. Um, I would say that I, I think part of it's probably just the gamer culture over there and the the idea of competition in gaming. You know, I mean, StarCraft is not a game over there. Right, yeah, it's, it's a sport. sport. Yeah, it it's like it is a sport, which is you know crazy. People duel in that game to to see who's going to win. Um, I, it's crazy, man. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know that I have much else to say about it. It's just kind of nuts that yeah, it is that it is. that they'll let that happen. I mean, you have at some point it has to be a decision that you have made that this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Death be damned. You well, know? I mean, you 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 were saying that you got addicted playing Portal just for like you know, five hours, and then... Could you just imagine... I turned it off, though, after... Right. When I was like, I need to sleep at some point tonight, I turned it off. But I'm saying, like, you've got you've got your seat in the cafe, yeah. like, maybe this is the computer you like to and play And those at. are crowded yeah. seats, too. You I got, mean, it's like, you get a seat, you buy it for X amount of hours. Right, you got the chair you want, maybe in the spot you want, where, like, the AC's not hitting you, you know? You got, like, you're close, you're close enough to the concession stand where you can get, like, your monster drinks, and you're just like... Do they have monster drinks? I don't know, whatever the, you know, like... Godzilla drinks or whatever. Scott's the racist. Whoa. Yeah, okay. You went, you went there. <laughs> At least you didn't say Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could just. I'll. And again, I can say this because I am married to an Asian. I have the right. I have the right. Oh, I just thought Monster man. Godzilla. I have the right. You know, if we were in America, it would be Monster Truck Drink or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to no. No. dig yourself we're even, out. We're just, even now. Yeah, sure. Uh. And you just don't want to leave. You're like, I'm just going to do the next thing, and then do the next thing, and then right. do the next thing, yeah. and, then, and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. die. Do battles last 12 hours in StarCraft for these guys, or are these multiple battles that they're going over? Like, or if like, two Koreans play against each other, is it an epic battle did, of, like... Did Kotaku say what he was playing? No. Or, like, no. let's say if it was WoW I mean, I don't or something. Know. I mean, is there... Is, what would be the longest single thing that you would have to do all in one oh, session? Wow. Well, uh, there's definitely there's instances in, in World of Warcraft where people will will try and farm a rare spawn, yeah, and they'll basically sit on their mount and like fly around a zone mm-hmm. until it spawns, and it could be days, right? And I've you know I've heard of people people in my guild, my old guild, used to do shit like that, where they'd be like they'd be on for days, and they'd have like they'd take turns with someone though, like yeah. they'd take like power naps and wait for this thing to pop up. But it's definitely not healthy. I mean, even like even today, like since my wife's been playing Dragon Age, and I'm playing through my Insanity run through a Mass Effect, I played like probably eight hours straight today, mm-hmm. and I got to the point where like I was feeling kind of sick. I was just like, yeah, I need to get up and shower and walk around because I have been shooting crap for eight hours. You got straight. that couch stink, yeah. Yeah, I was just shot, you know, but. I don't know. It, it's you know. I guess we have the option of getting up and taking a shower and walking away, and I guess they feel like they don't sometimes. Well, I just think game home gaming here is not home gaming there. Yeah, it, it's too different. Yeah, it probably does all have to do with population and geography in this game. He of was playing. 
an FPS. He's playing an FPS? Yes. Well, that'll definitely things. kill you. 12 hours in FPS and you're gonna die. Like, maybe you're just... Well, he was probably, like, spiked the whole time then. You know, like, I'm just saying the adrenaline of yeah, yeah, playing yeah. an FPS. You know, like, if you're playing WoW and you're just farming for gold or, yeah, yeah. or items or something, you can kind of zone out and... 19-year-old college student died after a 12-hour session with an FPS. That's all it says. Huh. It could have been, like, Counter-Strike, Team Fortress, something Maybe like that. Maybe like, that game The is victim like... identified only as Moon started gaming at 2 a.m., took a break at 10.30 a.m. to get some breakfast, then resumed shortly after around 2 p.m. He collapsed and was taken to the hospital, pronounced DOA. Maybe that, that game is, like, the ring of games. Ring, like, Ringu. Yeah, it's like, if you stop playing to eat, yeah. you would die. And he stopped to eat, and what happened? He died. Dead. Dead. It goes to show Can you please you, put dramatic music in that thing? It goes to show you should never <laughs> stop playing video <laughs> you games. You should never stop playing. Alright, so the um, reviews. We, have got, we got some reviews coming up. Yep, we got some reviews. A couple things we're going to do, um, um, you know, some... Ash Boner reviews and then some Matt Boner reviews and uh yes we got some open thread discussion and that'll be it so we'll be back in just a minute uh right after this will be shocked that he want to re- wants to review. Sorry, guys. It'll be brief. The only the only reason I want to review it is because I had such a good time with it. Um, Gears of War does these little things periodically where they did Thanksgiving, which we talked about, and they actually changed Which the one concept. did we do? We did um, Torquebo Tag Weekend, which yeah, was just a random, just a random, a random one. Yeah. And Thanksgiving was obviously during Thanksgiving, and this year they did something called the 12 Days of Gearsmas. And they alter the content of their horde mode to make it different. And so they altered it uh, 12 different times, and each day was a different thing that happened. Like, for instance, the first day was um, concussion grenades, flaming blood mounts, and then extra clips, extra frag grenades, only melee monsters, blah, blah, blah. So every single day was a different thing. So, like I said earlier, I bought my wife a copy of Gears 1 and Gears 2 for, like, I think I spent... Ten dollars for both of them, or something ridiculous, and and my buddy Derek got his girlfriend to play, and we played through like 30, 30 waves of horde mode uh, during the twelve uh, twelve days of Gears Miss. Thirty's a lot too. Thirty's a lot, yeah. And we taught was it fifty tops. Yeah, fifty's the the last level. And so we we played through with uh, with our respective lady friends and kind of taught them the ropes and how to play, and they actually really had a lot of fun, That's which awesome. I was. It was her first real exposure to a third-person shooter, and she's never played FPSs or anything. She's always so been Chrissy. Yeah, wife? this is Chrissy. She's always been more of an RPG and platform kind of person, and so for her to like actually get in and enjoy a third-person or even a first-person shooter was like a huge step because it's it's hectic. It's crazy. There's a lot of different buttons. 
but I think the the cooperative nature of Gears of War took all that pressure away. She didn't have to worry about another player coming up and shooting her and like oh. teabagging her and stuff like that. It was all of us working together mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, she did really well. We had a lot of fun with it. So if um, you probably won't hear this by the time it's over, but it goes on until January second, and um, it's yeah. It'll uh, be over so you won't hear it, but definitely uh, keep an eye if you still have your old... They do these, though, year-round. Yeah. I mean, they pop up, like, every every few yeah. months they do a new event. And I, I think it's a great idea because it's free. It's not DLC. They literally uh-huh. just go in and tweak the code, and you get to play altered now, content for free. Now, they can't add, like, like Santa hats to the to the baddies or anything, right? But they sure can they kind could. of... Really? They, they, that would have to require a graphical patch. Oh, okay. But, but they, they, they can make these other changes kind of like on the fly, more mm-hmm. or less. Like, for instance, one day they had um, the little guys, the wretches. Mm-hmm. All the wretches had shotguns. And oh, normally cool. they only have their fists. So they can change the, the, the dynamics of the game without doing like major, major changes like graphically. So, you know, they could do things like alter the gravity or, you know... You, they can change the guns that you have and things like that too, which is cool. And it's free, so like I said, if you have an old copy of Gears laying around, um, they're going to be doing these up until I'm assuming up until um, when Bulletstorm comes out in February. Oh, cool! So look for it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, those were fun. We did the Torque Bow one, and, and we had a blast. I think we we got pretty far too. Didn't we did. We? we did. I think we were in the 40s, possibly. Yeah. Cooperatively, that game is pretty hard to beat with a with a good group of friends. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Oh, it is you know, yeah. like definitely. I think I think co op. You know, this is probably a discussion we can have some other time. I think co op is like the multiplayer that I look for. I yeah. could give two shits that I can go online and play with sixteen people I don't know or care about on COD Blops, but like you put four of us in Halo Reach, or you put four of us in Gears, and like I have a, just a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, we might have to do a like a multiplayer versus co op discussion. Yeah, in the yeah, future. Well, yeah, I think we would all choose co-op. In that yeah, way. but we can kind of <laughs> we can kind of explore the the differences, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so mine is actually one of the things that I've been doing over this break, um, and a little bit before it, but um, a little while ago, and I mentioned this on the site, and we and got some positive feedback to it too. I guess some other people are watching this, but a little while ago, I started picking up on the show Eureka on uh, Netflix. Um, Eureka is a show on sci-fi, uh, airs currently, I think they're in season five right now, um, and Felicia Day got picked up in season four, that was like one of the big announcements at last year's Comic-Con, so she's, she's been a recurring character, and, uh, it is just a really good, solid show, and, um, I think the reason Ash kind of put this on the list and wanted to talk about it was that... I talked to him the other night at dinner about uh, where I got to in season two, and I actually almost, like, I was, like, teary-eyed while watching the oh, show. Wow. And this show is, like, it's not that kind of show. It's it's a goofy, light-hearted X-Files is probably the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very much, like, uh, crime of the day or, like, mystery of the day, mystery of the week kind of thing um, from week to week. There's overarching character stories that go on, you know, from, from episode to episode. Would you call it, like, a light-hearted fringe I guess if Fringe is like um, X-Files, then sure. <laughs> I would say this is closer to X-Files in feeling 
and kind of content, then Fringe is very heavy. It's Fringe very, is a lot heavier yeah. than... There's, like, no comedy in Fringe. Yeah, there's not. Okay, and sure. X-Files was kind of goofy. X-Files had a good sense of humor to it. Yeah, um, Mulder had... He was sort of dry. And yeah, they were very sarcastic and dry, and this 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 is that as well. Like, the, the sheriff um, in the town is very kind of dry and and sarcastic throughout the whole thing. He's basically, like, fish out of water. So the, the plot of the story is essentially this sheriff gets pulled into this town. He was He was a... He was a uh, a U.S. Marshal previous to it, mm-hmm. and he stumbles into this town, Eureka. The sheriff that's currently there really likes him, takes him under his wing, and the next thing he knows, that sheriff retires, and he gets announced that he's going to be the new sheriff without him really knowing. And this is like over. This is the first episode. Um, so he's there, and then they, the uh, do. There's a uh, DOD agent there um, who kind of takes him and puts him under. Uh, her wing somewhat and brings her in brings him in and, and shows him Eureka and what it really is and that's when he gets his security clearance and all that stuff uh, and what it actually is is a town full of the smartest scientists in all of America that um, are all working under contract for this company called Global Dynamics that works for the government and builds like you know things for the military and all this other stuff and it's basically like these just crazy intelligent people making crazy things you're like day, day yeah. all day long it every day awesome. of the year. and like basically things go wrong obviously when these things are getting made and that's when the hijinks kind of start and that's mm. when you know that's when the mysteries come about so every mystery is based in science and based in like something real that's kind of going on um what really got me is that as season one ended and season two began uh they got really heavy into some of the character stories and um the what the episode that I was telling Ash about essentially is an episode of all about the sheriff and his daughter and his ex wife comes back into town and is possibly gonna take his daughter away. Oh wow. And like it goes kind of like it gets really heavy, but it gets heavy and it's still it's still lighthearted, but it's it's really kind of emotional like that, that's and our, serious. That's our Emmy episode. It's very honest though. Like it's, it wasn't heavy handed, it wasn't like ham fisted like, oh god, you know. Yeah. Like, oh they're trying to make you cry, they're trying to make you cry. It was just like it was just good, you know. It was just really solid writing, really solid, <laughs> solidly done. Um, I'm only in season two, so obviously I got a lot of catching up to do uh, because there's like a season two, three, three and a half, and four, I believe, right now. That's how I am with so many series right now. It's just like it's it's hard, you know. It's hard to do. <clears throat> and what's up with sci-fi doing mid-season like breaks, you know? And then releasing... that's their season three and a half. I think there was like three and three and a half. They split it like halfway through the. Middle. Yeah, but that's kind of like the hotness for for Sci-Fi Network is to now like split their seasons up. I think they have the the joy of being a cable channel and mm-hmm. not having to worry about you know the sweeps weeks and all that kind of stuff like it's not well, really well sure but i'm even talking about you know like that's how they sell their dvds but every other series on tv just sells season three not like right season three and a half and now you've got the other 12 episodes right. you know the the first 12 come somewhere else you know um i will say that you know battlestar probably battlestar galacticus aside um this is the most solid thing i've seen sci-fi do ever Have like you- I mean, this is not... I'm not trying to rival this, and this is definitely not as solid, but uh, this is also how I found out about Sanctuary as well, which is also on Right, Netflix. so Sanctuary, um, there was what, I think a short run called Warehouse 13 was mm-hmm. one that Sci-Fi did. Isn't that still on? Uh, it might still be. It's only like in season two, I think. They're not that far along. But um, it's oddly addicting. I mean, all this stuff on like yeah, those kinds of Yeah, just really and... solidly done and just good. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue Eureka right now. I think it's just a show that 
I think they just they nailed the tone and that would that's what got it. That's what hooked me. I was a huge X Files kid. Like yeah. I mean, grew up on X Files. Like watched it. It was it was like must see TV every week for me. So Eureka is is uh is pretty interesting in that way. Like I, they they nailed that kind of feeling without it being a ripoff. Oh, it's cool, right? You know, it's definitely yeah. plus there's no ghosts and goblins. There's no like vampires and weird shit like that. It's all science. Like it's all everything that happens is like somehow based in science for them. And watching the si- and the sheriff who's the one you're supposed to relate to because he's you that's know, like the character you follow, average Joe guy. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. the one you follow. He's the one who's kind of like lost the entire time when people are talking about things ah. and everything's like over your head and it's over my head. Like I have no idea what they're talking about. And then they'll like break it down for him as they're talking and then like you're like, oh yeah yeah. He's the course. character that like talks to the audience. You know, kind of like more or less. He's like like the- we watched an episode today and like it was all about his daughter. It was an episode about his daughter today. And it was about this, the high school science fair and how that's, like, a big deal because the science fair in Eureka, where everybody's a, a scientific genius, is, like, ten times, you know, a hundred times the science fair that might happen anywhere else. These kids are, like, inventing and discovering things that have never been done in the country. You right. Know? And the yeah, whole episode's about his daughter because at the very beginning he, he says to his daughter that he has an IQ of 111 and he thinks that that's like amazing because he yeah. got over 100 you know he's like ah 11 points over 100 who would have thought of that you know like he has no idea that it goes up much higher you <laughs> yeah. know like and that's considered totally average and that's what he's talking about the whole time so his daughter is like working through it but that's him he's like just a goofy kind of everyday mm-hmm. guy every man so um so yeah I definitely it's all on Netflix right now really yeah uh, seasons one through four or three. The first, I think four the first is not on it yet. Four, four you can get on oh, Amazon. Yeah. I think right. four you can get on Amazon, and you can probably watch it on Hulu right now. Um, but one through three are on, so I definitely recommend checking it out, picking it up. Uh, you know, I will do so. It is it is a fun, especially pack. as we gravitate gravitate away from cable and being able to catch up on these shows has been has been nice. Like that, and that's one that I caught and now melissa and i watch like weekly like we watch it with dinner and stuff it's, oh, just, cool. it's just a fun show to watch oh, cool. together so i'm down i'm always up for hearing about new science fiction that i'm not currently watching so yeah awesome check it out all right uh we're gonna come back we're gonna do an open thread um we have four topics i have no idea which one we're actually gonna do probably all three of them that didn't make sense, but you'll know when I get there. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do three topics in the open thread, and that'll be that. And that'll be it for this week. So thanks for sticking around. We'll be back in just a minute.
Open thread. What? Um. So, we've got a few topics here, boys. Yeah. What do we What do we want to kick it off with? Uh, let's start. Let's just start off with the things we're most excited about in 2011. Do we want to ask the audience that isn't in the room with us right now? Because that was the third one I was going to drop off. <laughs> now, yeah, we, now we're, we're having a, a slim week this slim week. Slim week. Yeah. All right. Um, um, gone. All right. Well, things we're most excited about in 2011. Ash. Wow. Uh, let's see. In terms of games and such, 2011's an insane, insane year for sequels. We have... Uh, of course, the ever popular Mass Effect three in quarter four. Uh, more than likely, it looks like November or December quarter four, which is going to be crazy. Um, we got Gears three in November. We have man, Uncharted three, Uncharted Max three. Payne three. Yeah. Resistance. Oh yeah, they are doing the next Max Payne. Aren't Resistance they? three. Yeah. It is definitely the year of sequels. Um, Did they say Diablo three? Yeah, is uh, the Elder Scrolls charted for twenty eleven too? Yeah, it's twenty twelve. If, if we survive the apocalypse, it's yeah. twenty twelve. So yeah, I'm definitely um, really excited about uh, Gears of War and Mass Effect. Those are probably my two biggest for next year. Um, and of course, very different games, but I love them both a lot. Uh, in terms of movies and TV and stuff like that. Um, I think the Avengers comes out right. So uh, I'm Sweden. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see Joss Whedon's Avengers. I know they're filming right now in uh, Arizona, New Mexico area. I I want to say that it's coming out next year, but I'm not 100 percent certain. So mm-hmm. yeah, I am excited. Um, big, big, big Joss Whedon fan. Um, a bunch of people that read this site and myself, we kind of grew up with Joss stuff and um, I'm not ashamed to admit that I think Buffy is a great show and if anyone has never seen that show or just kind of dismissed it as being juvenile or stupid um, you haven't really watched it so you gotta watch it but um, yeah the fact that they put him in charge of the Avengers it's scary for him because I know he's probably he's the type of guy that's probably very nervous about that especially because his track record in the past few years hasn't been that awesome um but yeah, Avengers. Um, terms of other movies and things like that. Let's see, there's no big Tarantino stuff coming out. No big Rodriguez stuff. But those are the guys that I follow a whole lot. Um, I'm interested to see um, what Resident Evil Raccoon City is going to be about because that's supposed to be released this year. Even though is that the 3DS title? No this this is actually the new. Um, PS3 360 game that's being developed by the SOCOM guys that we talked ah. about. And that's supposed to be coming out late next year. And I'm excited because I love everything Resident Evil, but I'm also a little bit apprehensive because it could be sort of the the swan song of the series. Like if it turns into like a tactical like third person shooter or something? <sighs> I wouldn't mind a third person shooter because it needs, it needs something new. Because I mean... The current formula is... Yeah. Like we, already been exhausted. Have you guys played through five? I never we played like the first level of five. And yeah, then we have never played it since. Yeah, well, it's because it's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's not scary, and it's actually not. Fun it's to really play. not scary when you co-op it yeah. at all. No, because you can get each other up, right? You can. 
like pick each other. Yeah, well, I mean we're both laughing, running into each other and running away from zombies, and it's kind of like more like uh, yeah, like bad action comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it was such a misstep. So um, yeah, I those are the the nerdy things that I'm most excited about. Uh, I actually believe Avengers is slated for May of 2012. Oh, okay. So it's a ways Sorry, away. Sir. Never mind. Sorry. Never mind. I thought it, I thought that was a little soon. What about you, Scott? What about I, I made a short list oh, of some things oh, I'm excited about. Somebody prepared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, as I was making this list, I was like, man, there are a lot of sequels. So, I mean, in addition to the things that, the games that you're excited about, um, a couple other games I wanted to highlight were um, Torchlight 2. Oh, yeah. And for those that don't know about Torchlight, um, it's a game that you can get on PC. Uh, you can pick it up via Steam. Um, Torchlight is pretty much Diablo, and I wouldn't even be surprised if people from Blizzard left and made this game, because that's it's pretty much an updated version of Diablo 1. Uh, Torchlight, the, the first game, doesn't have um, a multiplayer component, but the second game will have online co-op for for dungeon crawling, and it's, it's pretty much got all the stuff you love about Diablo, with the addition of a, a familiar as well. You you have a pet that comes with you, and you can um, do stuff to the pet to like make it stronger, or yeah. give it different abilities and stuff. But the game is a blast. Sequel's coming out, so I want to see it do well. Awesome. Um, uh, I also wrote down um, Deus Ex 3. Okay. And um, also something that originally... That looks good, actually. Something that started on the PC again, it's... Um, Kind of like the one of the first games to do a first-person shooter with a upgradable kind of like RPG component, where you would collect experience points, and then you decided how to enhance your character. So uh, you could make the character jump higher or run faster, and that actually made a difference in how you would navigate the levels of the game. So if um, if they could do anything close to what what has already been done on the PC with the first two games, this yeah. one will be awesome. Um, also wrote uh, Harry Potter 7, the second movie. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. finally reach a conclusion with this. Um, other things to be excited about, uh, obviously we talked about there's a Mass Effect comic coming out in January. Um, I know the movie won't come out, but I, I really want to just hear something about the Mass Effect movie. Pretty much like all, I don't think it's coming out. Pretty much all we dude. I'm gonna loop that in with Halo. I don't think you're gonna get. Pretty it much either. like the only thing that you've rumored to know is that Matthew Fox is in the running to be Commander Shepard. Yeah. Which totally makes sense and would work just fine. But I really want to see something. I want to see like an IMDb entry with like actual content in it. Yeah. Like, just show me something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. This, this guest, by the way, is my friend Mark. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Uh, let's see. Hi, Mark. Other things? I wrote, uh, 4G phones. What? Just because, yeah, I mean, like, this is, you know, we're talking about nerdy stuff, no, so... No, that's cool. I didn't even think about tech. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some cool tech, so, like, all these, uh, providers are, you know, touting their 4G networks, and right. like, like, Verizon has, like, an, you know, LTE, but they don't really have any phones that operate on that We've, network. We have made the decision we are leaving T-Mobile. Oh really? After not all, just like, because of all the shit that happened, but um, like the worst reception in our house. Oh yeah, I thought it was totally fine. I swear to God, I was in the kitchen with full three G one day when I was like renting it. You know, yeah. like as I'm signing the contract, the bars just like disappeared on my phone. I can barely get on my phone, like at all in my house. Wrong. If I walk into certain rooms, it's just it's gone. Huh? When I first moved into this house, granted this was a long time ago, and AT and T 
um, was still in <laughs> the infantile stage of cellular technology. Were they still but singular? I used to have to use the phone in my fucking driveway when I lived in this house when I first moved here. Yeah. I'd have to, all my phone calls I had to make from the driveway. So I got really used to like pacing out in the driveway when I talked to the phone. That's terrible. But now I find that I don't talk on the phone anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you guys, te- you're a texter. I am. I don't really like to talk. You're on the a phone crazy either. texter. I text a lot. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't even really enjoy texting, but I'm just you I'm do faster. It. Yeah. But being being people that don't really like to talk on the phone, that's a reason to be excited about like the new hardware that will be coming out. You know, we'll probably we'll get to see like second gen um, Windows Seven phone hardware. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, new hardware that supports like the latest like Android platforms. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I think I think those are the things that I kind of put on my list thus far. And you know, like we talked about um, in a previous podcast, I'd really like to read more comics this year too. Yeah, yeah, I. I it's this guy my, right here. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you got us. One of the saddest things when I had to like give up reading comics, and now I just kind of like. You can do it as an adult. It's not too expensive. Uh, it's easy. Man, I don't know. It's easy. That closet is a perfect example of why you, I... Well, then you trade it in. You know, you don't have to keep comics. No one's telling you that you have to collect comics. Do it for the joy of reading. Why not? Mm. Take them back. Sell them back. No Put one's going to buy my old comic. You could lot sell My old stuff. copy of Youngblood. You can lot sell all that my, stuff. My foil covers of X-Force. <laughs> Easy. Poly bag. Easy. I mean, if you take it to the store, they're not going to buy it. But you yeah. can throw it on eBay and say, like, box of comics, you know, 50 bucks, they'll buy them. All right. So... What are you excited about? 2011. Yeah. Uh, I was looking through, of course, right now, because I didn't prepare for this at all. Yeah, I was looking through... first, you jerks. Yeah. I was like, I like Mass Effect. It's fucking shocker. Uh, I was looking through lists of things coming out, so I'll do those just because, you know, of course we're excited about that kind of stuff, but um, probably game-wise, not a... I mean, Mass Effect 3, obviously not not something we haven't already mentioned. Uh, The one that I'm excited about is Mortal Kombat, the new one. Uh, Elder Scrolls is listed for late late next year, November. I won't believe it. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but it's listed. Uh, Portal 2, I would say I'm excited about now. Yeah. yeah. Having played Portal. This uh, yesterday. Because yeah. it was fun as hell, and I would definitely play Portal 2. And I'm shocked you didn't say Dead Space. Yes. Dead Space. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's coming out this month. I guess I was already... Yeah. It's already on the radar. Um, I would say, movie-wise, it is... You were close with the Avengers, but it is the year of comic book movies it is borderline insane how much stuff is slated to come out this year between Green Lantern Green Hornet Thor Captain America X-Men First Class um there's more it is like comic book movie year oh okay the new Harry Potter of course uh, I actually will not say that I'm excited about the new Pirates of the Caribbean because it doesn't look that good, does it? Nor am I excited about the new Transformers because the last one was pretty shitty. The trailer was good though, man. <sighs> the dark side of the moon, or the fuck it was called. It is called the, the dark, dark of, of the, moon. the moon. Dark of the they forgot side. So yeah. dark of the moon. Um, yeah, so tons of comic book movies. I'm pretty excited about that. I would say one thing that I am very excited about is that this will be my year of conventions. We're going to PAX in March. We're going to Comic-Con in July. I am going to a G.I. Joe convention here in town in May. (laughs) Um, 
There's a couple others that I'm actually looking at going to. I'm sad I'm going to miss... Um, there's two things going on at the same... Or three con- conventions going on the same weekend. And that is South by Southwest, PAX, and Megacon. Megacon, whatever. But it's local. So yeah. it's cool to go to a local yeah. convention because, you know, that's you should support that kind of It's crowd. always fun. Yeah. It's fun enough just to walk around. Um, South by Southwest, I am actually bummed. I'm not going to get to go to. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun when I went a couple of years ago. And uh, the tech part of it is just insane. There's so many, like, who's who of technology there. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so I'm kind of bummed when we miss that. But I am crazy excited about PAX. Yeah, I, I think very much so. PAX is just going to be friggin' awesome. And so affordable. Unbelievably yeah. affordable. Like, we were breaking down costs the other day, talking about, it, like, okay, well, flight's going to be this much, hotel will be this much, and the convention's 50 bucks. Like, it's like... You know, for five hundred dollars, I'm going to go for a weekend to Boston and, it's and in a to great, hang out. Great in city. It's too. in Boston. Yeah, yeah, like you can't. It's not like so, the time I drew up to Baltimore for a fucking convention. Hey, you know what? Every <laughs> once in a while, in Baltimore, it's all right. <laughs> oh, whatever. And by every once in a while, I mean like yeah. if you're not in an okay part, just drive like three blocks. You'll probably be in an okay part then. Oh, but then if you go another block, you may not be in an okay part anymore. Mm. We were like, we stayed. No, the long other story. Well, it's open thread. Fuck it. We were <laughs> we were on tour. We went to Baltimore and we played this awful show to no one. We did like overnight it to get there because our band broke down in New York. Blah blah. But um, we got to Baltimore and we like played in a shithole in like Cracktown. Essentially, what well, wasn't a shithole? The bar was nice. What was the, what was the name of the place we played? We played Auto Bar, which is like a what what show was it? Size. It was locals. It was oh okay, nice. Uh. We played this show at this place called Auto Bar, which is actually really nice. And but the bar is in like, it's classic like bar in big city where you walk out and you're like, I'm just gonna go to the van real quick oh, and then come yeah. back. I'm not gonna go anywhere else. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not back in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, escorting people back and like we went in yeah. pairs to the van every time we went out. Like everybody loaded equipment together. You don't do anything by yourself just because mm. it's like it's kind of shady. Baltimore's a bit sketch. Really but is. then we drove these kids. Random kids put us up at their house because we didn't, you know we had money. So these kids put us up at their house. We went to their house. Fucking like awesome brownstone two story house in the middle of Baltimore and the with nicest like people, yeah. the nicest people. The neighborhood's awesome, super nice people in the neighborhood. You walk out, we walked to breakfast in the morning to like Dunkin' Donuts. You go around the corner, there's like a huge shopping center, like a Dunkin' Donuts, everything's super nice. Yeah. And then we were talking to them about it, we're like, it's really weird that, you know, you guys are here. This is like really nice. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's cool here. They're like, we're, we're trying to be really nice to our landlord because we really like the place. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, yeah. Um, don't walk left when you come out. And I was like, what? He's like, go right. You can go to Dunkin' Donuts. All that stuff. That's fine. Don't walk left. And I was like, <laughs> don't walk left. And he's like, it's not a good part of town. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> what do you mean walk left? It's like a block. It's like, totally a force field shithole. Like, literally, you take a left and it's like crack town out of nowhere. It's funny, Zia, yeah, because my story is very, very similar. I went up with uh, Cohen. And uh, Big Rig, we went up to a convention there once, and we we're thinking, okay, well, this is in the convention center area. Like, we'll just have a hotel a couple blocks away, maybe right. five or six blocks from the convention center. Like, block one and block two, fine. Three and four, like, holy crap! Yeah, you better jog yeah. through these yeah, fucking yeah. three blocks. And Hide then your kids. the next, yeah, the <laughs> next two blocks, perfectly fine. Yeah, and we walked from our um, from our hotel to a concert that was there that night um and we walked through some scary scary shit and like yeah you know like 
And that's just Baltimore. It's just that's the way Baltimore yeah. is. And it's weird. Some people love it, man. People who live in Baltimore, yeah, that like are Baltimoreans or whatever yeah. you want to call them, yeah. like fucking love it and would defend that town to the end of the day. Like, you know, but and that's the way it is. I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't. I don't mind Baltimore, but it's definitely block to block. It's like walk out of one block and you're like, yeah. where the fuck am I? And then you walk into another block and you're like, this is really awesome. And you walk again, you're like, where the fuck did I go again? What happened to that block I was just yeah. in? You know, uh, worse than I think any other big city like DC or New York is not that bad. But anyways, uh, so what else? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to doing the traveling and doing the cons. The con- I'm very excited about the cons. You know, uh, I can't honestly, and I, like if you knew me pre last July, You'd be blown away that I'm saying this, but I cannot wait to go back to San Diego. Oh, good. Oh, like, I want to extend it to go more days just to go to San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, maybe hit L.A. for a day or two, like... Yeah. Because I always, like, the joke for me was always Southern California is just Orlando with more stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, the same climate, it's the same kind of, like, you drive everywhere, like, you know, San Diego has some good transportation, but Southern California is, like, it's your car, you can't get out of your car to go anywhere, you know, nice, good climate, but it's the same fucking thing as here. It's like there's no actual seasons. It's like, yeah. like right, it was seventy today. It was literally seventy today. It was forty yesterday. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we going from one to the other? But like, I'm super excited to go back to San Diego and do some traveling. Um, man, I don't know what else. There's all sorts. Stoked to be in the new house and just yeah. kind of get, get set up yeah, and get the podcast a, room going. And it's gonna be a good year, I think. I think it's definitely going to be. I mean, it's just so there's so much in terms of nerdy stuff coming out. It better be a good year because it's literally the last year we'll have to yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah. And then the Mayan apocalypse hits and we're all screwed and we're all dead. Yeah. The end. The end. I just need a bunker with an internet connection and the old Republic, and I'll be fine. Yeah, it's provided right here. This guy yeah, has a bunker. I do with it, an internet connection. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's got mold right now, but yeah. you should go down and hang out. Well, yeah. if you have internet, uh, we'll just make it work. Yeah, it's it's juicy. So my my funny story in closing, um, I was trying to show Derek like how the um, you can basically start a party, and then you can go online. This is now. on Xbox. This is on Xbox Live. You can start a party, an Xbox Live party. And you can invite friends to watch whatever movie you're currently watching. And so I was, Chrissy was making fun of me because I have, I got these new Turtle Beach headsets for Christmas. And I'm sitting there like all wrapped up and I'm like in a blanket with my Turtle Beach headset. And I'm just like sitting there talking to Derek at like two in the morning and we're like giggling back and forth (laughs) like we're like five years old. And um, I'm like, hold on, man. And so I started Human Centipede in Netflix, and I fast-forwarded to the scene, right, like, right where they're all linked, like, ass-to-mouth, like, and they're all, right. like, pooping in each other and stuff like that. Oh, and then I hit play, and what it does is, if you've never watched Netflix with somebody online, it actually shows your avatars watching. <laughs> it shows your avatars actually watching on the like screen. Mystery yeah, like Mystery yeah, Science. Like yeah. Science No, theater. it is, totally, yeah. And then you have, like, a little wheel where you can do different emotes and stuff. <laughs> and so, like, my character's throwing popcorn up in the air and like doing the like the the totally like the yawn reach like you yeah. movies and <laughs> and all it is is just horrible the human centipede like debauchery and like pooping and, and violence and he's like make it stop <laughs> like he couldn't just turn it off yeah like, man it was hilarious so y- your mission is to now start horrible uh, vile movies and invite friends to watch them and maybe Netflix. this is going to catch on as like an internet 
you know, sensation. Yeah, it's sort of like the next photo bomb type thing. Or yeah, like which was the next like Rick Rolling. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. Can I say on a serious note? Yeah. Uh, and this actually is a serious note. Uh-oh. On a, on a serious note, I'm dying. No. Um, <laughs> were you at an, Were you playing games in Korea? <laughs> yeah. For twelve, 12 hours, <laughs> pounding monster. Um, no. Uh, on a serious note, I think because I did one of those parties like a long time ago on Netflix. Like uh, when I first got the Xbox, it might have been Haley Vader too. I invited somebody without realizing what I was doing into like a party, and. Um, and, uh, so I'm like, I did that, and then, uh, uh, I was like, man, this is stupid, this is retarded, why would I watch a movie with friends, like, in other rooms, like, they can just watch it whenever they want to watch it, and we'll talk about it later, like, I don't need my avatar talking to the other avatar, you know, like, I didn't get it, but I feel like the, and you're gonna hate this, I feel like it makes sense now with the connect. I feel like... Now I get it because now a room full of people can watch a movie with a room full of other people and like uh, talk and like it can actually be like a bunch of people interacting instead of me with a headset on with my wife next to me going, "What's she saying? Yeah. What's she sa- tell her? I said I think it's funny. What it, what <laughs> is he saying? Wait, Matt, tell Ash that I think that this movie is good at this." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so obnoxious! I don't want to share a microphone." Like, yeah, yeah. Now I, that makes sense with the room now. I thought it would be cool, and I'm only saying this because you mentioned the connect. I I thought it would be cool to have like a party, like two people have parties. Like, let's say you know you have friends in California or whatever, like. Both people have a party on the same night, but they just leave their connect on, like, in video yeah. chat all night. So there's pretty much, like, two simultaneous parties, and you can just walk up to the connect. A, a portal to, to another it. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Just have, like, a... We, like need, a, to, we need to work that out. Tele, we'll call it teleparty. I just trained Am I the it. only one whose wife did that, by the way, while we're playing games? Because Melissa literally did. No. Like, we'd be playing games together. Like, we'd be doing, you know, yeah. whatever one of the games with Borderlands or something, she would be sitting next to me the entire time, half hearing your guys' conversations, and be like, tell Ashley I think that headshot was cool, and I'm like, are you serious? I'm not (laughs) relaying conversations. And then she would, like, yell it next to me. Like, she was like, and I don't mean I'm doing it to you, I'm sorry, but she'd be like, she'd be like, Ash, that that headshot was awesome! And I'm like, I don't think he hears you right now. She's like, why doesn't he hear me? And you guys are like, what is? What are you saying? And I'm like, it's not. Oh God! Well, this this, talk this to will me. be duly funny because the question you asked is, does does Jen do this? And the answer is no, because she's nowhere near no, the video. No, and actually, <laughs> and the reason is that she says that you're loud enough on the headset that she can always hear what you're saying. Me? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. I don't. It's not me doing anything. Well, I'm just saying. I'm a loud dude. Yeah, my volume is high. I'm, maybe it's, it's a little. No, bit I'm a loud person. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Christina Friendship would always over. every time I laughed <laughs> every time I laughed over my headset and she couldn't hear she what's what did somebody what's say? funny what, yes, was, what was what, funny what was funny she always thinks it's like for some reason like that maybe she did something yeah. that like relayed to them and I'm like no it's because you know I shot a monster in the butthole yeah and it made me laugh you know yeah. <laughs> simple things simple things like shooting monsters in the butthole Melissa just has to be part of the conversation mm-hmm. she's gotta be like make sure they hear me and I'm like they can't hear you this microphone somehow only picks up this area right here yeah, yeah. well I know that because when people breathe all I hear <laughs> and I'm like oh gross I'm hearing your nose I'm loving that turtle beach it's nice. Is that the one at uh, Best Buy or whatever for like 60 bucks? Yeah. Is it wireless? 
No. You can uh, get a wireless one, though. Interesting. It's got, like, a, a 5,000... I feel like the more in. wireless shit we put in the house just messes up other wireless uh, shit yeah. in the house. I heard that about a... Because I, I bought a wired Xbox controller for my PC. Mm-hmm. Because I heard that the wireless receiver interfered with your, like, wireless router. Do you ever have your laptop near your TV when you use your controller? Or you don't have the Xbox controller anymore. The Logitech Xbox controller. Uh... It controls my HP. Apparently oh, yeah, I have yeah. an IR receiver on it. I have seen that. Because it'll be sitting like in front of the TV, and I'll be like changing channels. And I'll change a channel, and then I'll hear my laptop boot up, yep. and then it'll start doing things with the lid closed and everything. And I'm like, what are you doing, laptop? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, the, the same IR commands that control the Xbox also control the PC, too. Oh, really? So, like, this, this HP laptop has a remote built into it, and if I whip it out and start, like, pushing yeah, buttons, like... The Xbox will start doing stuff like flipping through the guide and stuff. It's really funny. Can I just say that Ash got so ADD during that last conversation, he's now texting somebody or Twittering right now while we're all oh, no, no, talking no. on the podcast. Uh, it's so meta, but Mark was watching. <laughs> Mark was watching. Wait, was it Mark? Stream. It was Mark. Yeah, oh. Mark Pollan. Mark was watching on the Ustream from California. And he is telling me that he went to get a burrito, but he greatly enjoyed listening. Ah. So I'm thankful. Tell Mark I said hi. Yeah. I like Mark. So, that was the awkward end of our yeah. podcast today. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Rated NA episode 10. This will be our last one of the year 2010. Or the first one. Of, That's uh, weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Episode 10 will be the last one we recorded in 2010. And this maybe yeah. for some this What if a... episode 11 is the last one we recorded in 2011? Let's hope not, because that, <laughs> that would be tragic. I enjoy this way too much. Um, but, yeah, we have some big stuff in store for next year. Um... All in the pipes, don't want to reveal too much, but... DTM's got a question for Oh, DTM has a question. Yes. Oh, he asked me about a samurai sword. (laughs) You know, I don't think I have a samurai sword. I might have... How do you say samurai? Samurai. Samurai? Samurai. How do you say it? Samurai. Samurai? I don't think I have a samurai sword. I think we say it like southern boys. Samurai. Um, I can Sam- check the garage. Get what I am, samurai. I got samurai sword. <laughs> Get up on the roof. Ash has reverted to typing because he doesn't like talking over the chat. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Let me get up on the roof with my I'll samurai get, sword. I got that samurai sword. You hear about the guy who fought? Um, the other guy had a lead pipe and he had a samurai sword and he hacked his arm off. No. Two guys got in a fight over. Uh, an Xbox 360. No, <laughs> it should have been, but I don't think it was. <laughs> a Slurpee. And it was like two neighbors, and like one neighbor came after him with like a lead pipe that he pulled out of the ground or something, and then the other neighbor went in his house and grabbed a samurai sword <laughs> and ran back and like beat the crap out of the guy with a samurai his sword. Arm off? I don't know if he hacked his arm off. He he did some massive amounts of damage, and they were like once again further approving that the samurai sword is greater than the lead pipe. We're just we're just we're, talking we're, we're now. Done. I don't oh, even know what the fuck we're doing no, anymore. The um the the video that I saw with Samurai Swords, it was uh, was it the crazy guy that got hosed? No, it was the it was a, a traffic how do so many people have Samurai Swords? This one was no, it was a broadsword. This guy was a traffic altercation a in, in Russia, <laughs> and this big like jock guy in like a sweatsuit comes out and he's picking on this nerdy guy after a traffic accident, and the nerdy guy runs back to his sword and comes back with like a broadsword. <laughs> It's all like on traffic cams, oh, and he starts chasing the big jock guy with the broadsword and smacks the shit out of the, the big jock guy's car with the broadsword. Oh, it shatters the window. It is awesome. 
And that's why kids cannot play Street Fighter 2 oh, from the early 90s. Oh, man. Because it makes them violent and want to kick and destroy cars. Well, I think DTM found a YouTube video of Shopping Channel Accident. Hold on. I think, Harry, you want to see something crazy? I think I can actually put this in the stream. Really? Will that get us in trouble? Nah, it's YouTube. It's public. Public. Rebroadcasting is is somehow legal now, right? Uh, yes. I got it not available. Do you want me to just do a finishing statement segment? No, we're doing this. Hold on. (laughs) I'll cut some of this out. Some of it? I can't. Why can't I push it on air? There we go. I was just floating in the middle of the channel. That's awkward. Awkward. Man, that was pretty awesome. Oh, Pilks is here. When did he get here? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> I just tuned in. What the hell is going on? After we're we're obviously watching a sword accident. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, DTM. Alright, so... Insumation... Uh, samurai swords beat lead pipes. Yes. Koreans should play less video games. Especially... Patton Oswald should lighten up a little about being old and nerdy. Uh-huh. Uh, Mass Effect 2. Is good. Allison Brie. Oh my god! Yes. Almost I did it! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you should watch Eureka. You should play the Gears special onlines. And Scott is no longer my friend. Oh! Alan Wake! alright thank you guys very much for for tuning in and watching and uh, we will uh, be back next week see you next week later